Betches Media presents. Will you suck? I'm in. To fix this water problem. Sorry to this man. You can have a hundred people in the room. And I, oh, goodbye, Kyle. At Betches. Rise and shine. Hey, folks, welcome back to the At Betches podcast. My name is Mike Coscarelli. I am the king of podcasts here at Betches Media. You all know me. You all love me. Uh, I'm joined by two of my favorite co-hosts in the At Betches roster. Uh, ladies. Flattering will get you everywhere. I'm, <laughs> I'm Dana Samuel, community manager at Betches. And I'm bad. I thought, Dana, I thought you were just going to keep going with other things. Yeah, you have so many credits, Dana. (laughs) I'll save them for the end. Okay. Guys, this happens every time. I'm Barry Rosenfeld. I'm the e-commerce manager in charge of all things Shop Betches, and I'm also the host of the Mention It All podcast, which is all things Bravo. Um, Every time I do this podcast, I feel like we all, like, stutter on our jobs. Like, we don't know what to do here. We are suddenly forget who we are, what we do, everything. Absolutely. Uh, and it, the thing is, it's not just us, so I don't feel all that bad about it, but still, I mean, it is, uh, it's something that maybe we should try to get better at <laughs> collectively. Yeah. All right, guys, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, we want to give you some reactions from the first ever virtual Emmys. Uh, they took place on Sunday, and there's definitely a lot to talk about there. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres addresses her toxic workplace or the allegations of a toxic workplace in her first monologue of 2020. The CDC releases guidelines for a socially distant Halloween. These are crazy. Um, (laughs) We're going to get into that in a little bit, (laughs) and we have so much more to talk about. But before we do, Dana, can you please tell us what's happening at Betches? Of course. We've got a lot in store for you today. If you missed it, we did launch our brand new vertical, Betches Moms. If you're mom curious, if you want to know what it's like to be pregnant, raising an actual human we're going to get into all of it especially the parts that people don't normally want to talk about so make sure that you follow at betches moms on instagram because we don't trust anyone who makes this shit look easy we also have our new betches sub eight episode limited series which exposes the connections that you never knew existed do you know who my dad is explores dynastic nepotism and the effects it has on our culture and current political system hosts brian russell smith and alicia angelis are exposing privilege that leads to inexperience and unaccomplished children of powerful people to get ahead think of your coworker who has a shitty work work ethic rarely gets reprimanded and just happens to be related to the CEO, but on a way more influential scale. Episode three drops this Friday, and it's a deep dive on the Bush family. Tune in to Do You Know Who My Dad Is every Friday, right here, and let's get dynasty. (laughs) And make sure that you check out episode three of our Save 2020 series. It dropped this morning. We're breaking down everything there is to know about the Electoral College, so if you're tired of pretending like you know what its purpose is and actually want to learn something, check it out on Betches IGTV. And while you're there, don't forget to go to betches.co slash save2020. That will give you a direct link to your Board of Elections. Make sure you're registered to vote. It's National Registration Day. Apply for an absentee ballot. Apply to vote by mail. We're less than six weeks away from the election. We could not be making this any easier for you. So make sure you do that. Oh, beautiful. And Barry, I mean, you run shop. We have so many great things in uh, uh, in our Betches shop. 
Why don't you tell <laughs> We do. We do. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, guys, go to shopbetches.com. We have things for everything that you want. We have merch for every podcast, whether you're a bride, a mom. We have all things for the election coming up that is actually blowing out. So hurry up and get there. We have things for Mention It All podcast, which is my own. So I'll plug that. That's all things Bravo, Wentz, Happy Hour, everything. We also have things that aren't for a podcast, but just things that you want to wear all day, like a sports hat. Because honestly, we don't know what's going on with sports this year anyway. We can't go to bars to watch it. So you might as well dress cute. You know, we have some That'd be cute. hats mugs to be cute. wine glasses you have to be cute so check it out shopbatches.com and also reach out to me let me know if there's anything you want to see that we're missing and i can make your dreams come true love it that Thank sounds you very very much gosh. <laughs> please hit shop Betches and give us some of your money all right yeah. <laughs> now to the show now that the housekeeping is done uh the emmys uh mm-hmm. this is the first year that we had a uh virtual interpretation of the emmys um i have a confession to make to both of you what now personally i was very big into award shows when i was a kid i was I'm I obsessed, to be with them. obsessed with them in the last five years or so i have moved away from watching them live in real time mm-hmm. and i really only i'm a highlights person now okay um so i picked out a bunch of highlights you guys both watched the show uh, all the way through, correct? Mm-hmm. What Pretty were much. your initial reactions of this very bizarre? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm being very um, upfront about how I felt. Very bizarre. But what were your <laughs> initial reactions of this very bizarre Emmys? Well, I don't think it was bizarre. Whoa, Dana, do you, <laughs> Dana? Do you? Hot take city, population Barry. I don't necessarily. Honestly, I, I mean, I wasn't as phased by it as I thought it would be. Obviously, it was strange because, of course, you know, you're used to the um, the get off the stage music, like your speech is over <laughs> music, yeah. which they didn't have. Some of um, Jimmy Kimmel was hosting it, correct? So yes, his some of his jokes, I mean, were funny, but it was just me and my mom chuckling at the TV <laughs> and you couldn't hear any, there was no like laugh track. There was no live audience. So that was so awkward at some points, but I'm assuming that, you know, they, they landed in people's individual homes, but that part was definitely what stood out to me most. <laughs> I I'm an award show junkie. Like I love them. I love all award shows. I just think it's like takes away from every day and just like you get to just be entertained from in a different world and also just pretend that that could be you one day which I have done a lot so I I thought it was great for what they had to work with like we have seen other things go on in the last few months that haven't been done as well as the Emmys were and I Mm. actually think they did a really good job they for some strange reason had zero problems with this massive zoom that they had which everyone can't figure that out they're like how did they have no technical difficulties um but i think it was great i think that it was it was fun to see people get dressed still while still sitting in their living room like some of these women which they're totally entitled to got dressed to the nines like they were on the red carpet but they were just posing outside in their backyard i loved that (laughs) yeah i mean 
<laughs> this was the first point that I was going to make. First off, I mean, uh, Dana had mentioned, mentioned Kimmel. This is a, this has to be an impossible gig for a comedian yes. to go up there and do a monologue. Yeah. And, and I think they tried to, you know, the pandemic is sort of changing how television is produced because even mm-hmm. you'd see, I, I mean, I know I'm talking to a, a, an audience of people that, has not ever watched wrestling anything, but uh, speak I'm, for yourself. Mike. Well, Barry, you're you're an outlier here, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. So, like at the beginning of this pandemic, they were like, "What are we going to do about WrestleMania?" And what they did was they, you know, they did it as responsibly as possible, and it went from this really big live arena, sixty thousand people. Um, production where you shoot it like a little more raw to this more artful attempt at creating a uh a show and that's sort of what they were doing with the emmys in the opening monologue with kimmel where they they tried to make it a bit that nobody was there so they start off and he's doing his jokes and um there's a, there's laughter and for me i was watching this and i was just like what i thought there's no people here what the hell's going on yeah. and then they they reveal the curtain and they're like well yeah obviously there's nobody here i'm doing this to an audience of nobody you know mm-hmm. and nobody was there and they had sort of produced it to be a bit that like oh wow everything's normal whatever um but that has got to be a brutal gig to be up there and just delivering these these like <laughs> mediocre Emmy jokes to an audience of nobody. You can't get any of your timing down to to really do this effectively. And I will say, like, to be fair to him, I do think he did a pretty great job considering like how hard that whole thing must have been. But Barry, yes. when you were saying about the people that were, you know, how much you love the award shows, the people that are sitting at home dressed to the nines and all that stuff. To me, this year and this whole thing sort of just, to me, further um, proves this idea that we don't need these things, I think. I, I, like, it, it is like a nice like, thing. People wear their tuxedos, whatever. But I also think there's this philosophy from people that watch it because this is how I felt when I was very into all this stuff before I you know, uh, became an adult and stopped caring. But like they... <laughs> Like you want to feel like you're a part of the club in Hollywood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you just aren't. <laughs> yeah, you know? but it's it's their it's their opportunity to be recognized. Like football has their Super Bowl, baseball has their World Series, golf has their U.S. Open. Like the the actors and actresses like have this is their time to shine. I will never not agree with. Like I love award shows. Like I think it's so cool. Like we obviously talk about Zendaya. Look what happened to her. Like she, she, Adina's like glowing right now. She got that opportunity <laughs> to be the first to win in that category. Like it's, it's just cool to see things like that happen. And if we took away award shows, like first of all, I'd be bored on a Sunday night. And second of all, like some people wouldn't get that honor that they deserve. Well, but here's the yeah. counterpoint to that, <laughs> Barry. <laughs> the My counterpoint heart is soaring. Is- <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Think of yourself like a bottle of sparkling water. Get too shaken up and you're eventually going to burst. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I love therapy. I've been to therapy for many years, and I love that when I have a big problem, I don't have to wait and let it fester and let it get bigger. I can start bringing it up in therapy and talk through it before it becomes an even bigger problem. Figuring out how to find coping skills when I've encountered anything that triggers me or stresses me is one of the main things that I've really learned from therapy and has helped me so much in my life. It's helped me to be a better version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Well, which is the more important thing? Actually receiving the accolade? Because you can receive the accolade and not have this thing on ABC mm-hmm. where everybody is dressed in a tuxedo and, and yeah. smells good, I think. You also Whatever. don't have to wear a tuxedo. They're not going to kick you out. No, for sure. But I mean, like, if you're not wearing a tuxedo, then we're really getting down to this idea of like, what's the point? <laughs> not, like dressing to look like to be a part right. of this thing. And like, like, it really is just like, you can just receive your trophy at home or, or what have you. And it, it's like, that's sort of oh, what you're saying getting rid of like the whole um, award show, like in the arena, you're saying like, continue well, doing this like at home. Think, I, I just think like think of it like this this was the first year where to my knowledge I mean I don't know if the Emmys were even happening in 1918 which is the last time we had a, a <laughs> pandemic like this in yes. in like modern times you know um, mm-hmm. so we have this philosophy where it's like all right we do the Emmys we do the Oscars even I mean sports is sort of like this too where it's like we have these these um these traditions in place and they're a very normal part of our lives. And then something like this, that sort of changes the game happens. And we go into this idea that we have to do it. We have to have the Emmys, even though we can't have these people in this, in this arena and we can't, you know, people can't be around each other. So the, the idea of this thing is that it's this gala event and it's this party where the whole point is everybody goes and it's a big party. Um, And then this year that doesn't, that didn't exist. They, they felt obligated to put on a show and do this thing. But then the question becomes like, which is the, what, what are we actually watching for? Are we watching for the party or are we watching for the Zendaya moment where she's not supposed to win the Emmy? And then she does. Cause Dana, I have a feeling is watching for the Zendaya moment, <laughs> knowing <laughs> the, the, the uh, Zendaya standum that goes along uh, with Dana. But I do wonder which is like the more important thing. Cause we don't have to, if you can't have the party, then what are we actually really watching for? Do you know what I mean? Okay. I have two comments. Um, Zendaya. Zendaya. I know. Zendaya. I said, I said, Sorry. I said, as I said it, I was like, it's Zendaya. Like I knew Dana's it. eyes just, almost popped out of her I'm head. I'm sure that people are yelling, are going to be yelling it into their oh, yeah. phones. So Zendaya, um, love her i'll leave it at that because who i'm not gonna waste your time rambling about her but i love her (laughs) i think it's phenomenal that she won but i started laughing when you were just talking about um just different aspects of it because i'm I'm not sure if you've seen it the funniest shit was a video that um rami i can't remember his last name posted of the man (laughs) taking the outside of his home he looked like (laughs) shrek when shrek was at um Taylor Jackson, shout out to her. She'll know what I'm talking about. In Shrek 2, Shrek is dressed up like a little lab worker and he looked just like the Emmy man. And him leaving the house, that was the 
funniest thing I have seen all week. It was hysterical. And yeah. yes. I wish that we could have seen more of that at everyone's house. The yes. Emmy men so, leaving. <laughs> so yeah. if you if you guys all didn't watch the Emmys, they had people in hazmat suits, like blown up hazmat suits, <laughs> hand delivering the award winners their trophy, their Emmy trophies, which was comical, I guess it was supposed to be, but it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be funny, but everyone saw it as funny like they were actually being protective but i maybe they they were trying to turn into a joke i don't know but yeah right. that, that was that added a little <laughs> something this is my <laughs> whole it. point like we're getting to this degree where it's like the the emmys are so important that we need to have somebody in a hazmat to deliver them <laughs> right. to somebody's home <laughs> all of the, the idea that's interns. ridiculous yeah, okay, like I know, but, I'm sure it was partially a bit, but that's, you know. Right, anyway, but we also have to shout out the fact that Shit's Creek, Creek fucking swept the Emmys. Like, sure. it, there were two four sections of the Emmys. It was Shit's Creek and then Zendaya. Like, that was it. The rest <laughs> of the Emmys, like, didn't exist. It was so funny. Shit's Creek won, I think, the first, like, seven awards in a row. And it, it was funny because at one point, Dan, Dan Levy got up and was like, oh, my God, the internet's going to turn on me right now because – they, yeah. they, first of all, I started watching it again literally the next day because so I was like, it's so, it was so um, deserved that I think the internet didn't freak out because Schitt's Creek is a, is a brilliant show. Plus mm. it was the last um, season. The show's over. I get, I guess now they're like, well, here are all the, no, I don't want to look at it that way, <laughs> but like, here, but it's so deserved. It was also um, Dan and Eugene Levy are father and son, and they were the first father and son duo to ever win in the same category. So it's just like fun to see moments like that. Like totally. I enjoyed it, and and I love that show. So um, yeah, all around, like it was fun. And I don't know what they would do with the Oscars also this year, considering like no movies. Mm -hmm. even. There's no movies, right? <laughs> right. Like that's a difference. That's it's a like different Hamilton and Mulan. Yeah, right. Disney's gonna sweep the awards. <laughs> uh, I, oh I want to pivot a little bit. I don't want to yep. get like fully off this, but we're gonna talk about Ellen in a second. Um, but the thing that I really wanted to bring up is this idea that now, you know, when pandemic started, we were curious, we we're trying to figure out what we we're gonna do with these studio type shows uh, and sports and anything where you kind of need an audience for the product to work. And now we're moving into this. Um, this weird time where it's like studio shows are back, but the audiences aren't really there. We're, we're zooming people in. It feels a little weird. And also the idea, like, I, you know, football season's back and that the last two weeks, Barry, I know you're a football fan. Let's go giants. Mm, yeah, but um, you know, we're in this position now where we're starting to see people get back into stands it's allowed by the league it's allowed by the respective no 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 it's a, yeah the states oh god right. i can't get into it right but uh, it does seeing people back in some sort of like normal because it's not normal there's no question that we're not back at normal but is it just odd to be in this place do you guys feel that too because I like when i was watching that chiefs game a couple i guess it was a week and a half ago to see people back in the stands i was just like I don't know how this isn't a bigger storyline that all of a sudden right. we have 20,000 or 17,000 people back in the stands again, or same thing with the studio where it's like, you know, Ellen's back in the studio and there's just, there's a fake audience there. It's <laughs> well, weird. I saw, part of the I experience saw, is supposed to be that you're at the show, the show yeah. you know? <laughs> 
I saw a funny meme the other day where I think it was college football and everyone's in the stands just in a line and they're like, oh, you can't get COVID vertical. Like it was like right. everyone was se like separated by rows. It was very weird. But I do think it's weird that when they're for football specifically, also you said go Giants. Yeah, hopefully they'll hear us. Maybe we can manifest that. Maybe they can <laughs> win a game. I don't know. We have a whole long season to go. But um, th the people in the stands of football games are by state, which I think is so crazy yeah. because at that point, I think it should be a league rule because I think it does affect the way that players play. I think that it, it affects a lot of things. And I think that if some things are closed in that state, that should also include football. Listen, I want to go to a football game as much as anybody, but I also agree just like the Emmys. It's kind of like the opposite. Now the stars were home. If they could do it, right. so can the fans. The fans right, can right. be home. Like, at, listen, it's a bigger conversation than just us discussing it on our podcast. But it's For like, sure. yes. our, we're not solving yes, it. No, it is. Yeah, we are. The three <laughs> of are us the rule makers. <laughs> are not going to change anything. But I'm saying, like, it's just our opinions. Don't come for us. Like, it's crazy, though. Like, I, unless. I'm crazy and we haven't heard of new COVID <laughs> spikes, then it's working. Then people can go to games, but I don't know. Have we? I haven't really looked into it. I, I don't know if there's <laughs> been enough time to, to, right. to know yet, but speaking of Ellen, which we'll, let's get into, uh, yeah, Ellen had her first monologue. Uh, you the, didn't give me your season. opinion on your football stance. Like, hello. Oh, my football stance? You're just going to have it's... them come for me? Well, I figured the more we talked about football, the more people turn the podcast off <laughs> for this true. particular <laughs> format. But I don't know. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's strange. And I think that the alternative is very bizarre because with Ellen's show specifically with her opening monologue, the, you know, the laughter is this sort of dull roar coming from a bunch of people who are watching it via Zoom, which just kind of mm -hmm. makes no sense to me. Um, and I've kind of felt that way about the NBA bubble, too, because the NBA was also piping in people from Zoom. I don't know if you guys would ever spectate something, spectate a live event on Zoom to have your your uh, avatar sort of like projected in in a stadium or in a TV studio. Would you do that? Do you think that that would be even remotely entertaining <laughs> for yourself? I, I mean, I don't even pay attention that much when I'm at games in real life. I'm obviously yeah. I'm watching them, but my eyes aren't on the court or, I mean, I really only go watch basketball, but my eyes aren't on the court the entire game. Right. I'm like checking my phone or I'm talking to who I'm right. with or something like that. So I don't need these people seeing me. Like, I'm going to forget I'm on the Zoom and, Zoom and scratch myself weird or something. And right. then that's going to, something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. We've all been there, trying to fit everything we might need for a trip, only to end up with a suitcase bursting at the seams. But with Base, there's room for everything. 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip? No problem. Deciding between a few pairs of shoes? Bring them all with Base. It is my go-to travel bag. I love that the bag expands because I'm a chronic overpacker, and it still fits in the overhead compartment. It just makes it so much easier to travel when I know there's a special place for everything. It makes me feel like a more organized version of myself. And I love that cushioned handle. I always get compliments on it, too, from anyone who's helping me with my bags. Base is thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, 
washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors, and for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles, so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Base has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Base has your personal items covered. Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash betches. Go to basetravel.com slash betches for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a cranky kid. I want my kids to be comfy when they sleep and are rested in the morning. And that's why I snuggle them up in Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I am said mom. I am obsessed with Little Sleepies. They are so, so, so soft. I just got one that was the Checkmates Zippy for my son, Lucas. It's so adorable. And it's limited edition, so everybody go check it out. Little Sleepy's Zip Romper Pajamas, a.k.a. Zippies, the ones that I got, were designed with thoughtful details like fold-over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make the middle-of-the-night diaper changes easier. Made from the buttery, soft, custom-milled Luna Lux Bamboo Viscose, their Zip Footy Pajamas are gentle on sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about the most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. So try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you'll never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com with promo code BETCHES. Let's get right into our thoughts on the apology, though, because that's what everyone wants to hear. It's like it it I have so many thoughts because I like I told you, Mike, earlier, I watched it actually yesterday on E Daily Pop and I saw I heard their opinions on it and I kind of agreed with what they all said. in, All right, let's just yeah. set it up for the listeners that don't know first. If you're unfamiliar, Ellen's show is back. There were all these um, allegations of toxic workplace at the Ellen show for the entire summer. She didn't say anything about it. And then she addressed it in this yes. first monologue that, that people saw for the first time yesterday. Yes. And she, of all people, she she started off really, you know, normal Ellen. And then she kind of was just continuing to just crack minor jokes throughout the monologue, which some people can look at that differently. Like if it was anybody else, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Do I think it was totally appropriate for her to be making like more than one joke throughout the monologue? No, maybe like one to give her her like usual self, that would have been fine, but it's a serious thing. What was happening and what, she addressed and the craziest thing that she said is i heard there were things that going on that should have never been and and in my head i go you who told were you the one doing them though like who did you hear that from she also she made a joke within the first like six words that she said she's like we're back season 18 how was everyone's summer she's like mine was great yeah right that's not funny right that's not funny I feel the same way. Some serious shit that people are accusing you of. That's not. That's not funny. And listen, I understand. I understand coming out and trying to like, like you know, if you're trying, there's no crowd. So who, who the fuck knows? It's like the world is upside down, and I don't understand. But usually, comedian comes out. You want to open kind of strong. But if you're gonna move into this, like 
section of this monologue that's just going to be an address of these allegations and and like she played kind of dumb which i thought was ridiculous that she was just like i don't have no idea what these people are talking about like you know all of a sudden it's just like this expectation that i'm supposed to know whatever and i don't she didn't like say those things it would have been worse if she had come out and been like (laughs) i don't know what these fucking people are talking about (laughs) this is just how we do things um but yeah i do think her sort of i understand that your show is like in essence a comedy show you know like you're it's a talk show where you're trying to keep it light and funny or whatever and usually those shows sort of swerve away from controversial topics but when the controversial topic is your shit (laughs) i feel like it's really it's really distasteful to not just have your moment like you can you can be sincere for two minutes and just say like hey listen you know i i'm really sorry that this is happening we're gonna try to do better and my apologies go out to anybody that feels like they were affected by this and you know there's not because there's really not much else to say other than that but it's just the tone of these apologies where some of these writers in her writer's room must have just been like we'll try to make it like a bit and it right just, i was gonna yeah. say it's, it wasn't just her that came up with this she obviously had a team right. but it, i don't know if it executed the way her and the team wanted it to but right she she also um i kind of like it's crazy because in any situation, it didn't happen to us. We weren't there. Am I siding with her? No. Am I siding with the people? No, I'm indifferent. I don't know what, what happened. And and she did say, though, that, like, she is a work in progress, which, you know, is she? I don't know. Is that something she was told to say? I'll never know. But it's yeah. true. Like, she's a, she could be actually seen this as, wow, my, my life could have been, like, canceled. And she's now, like, taking this opportunity to move on. So um, I do think it the one joke I thought was not funny was when, cause she's known as like the be kind lady. So she was oh, yeah, like, I don't when, know when you're looking for a new name, she was like, I wouldn't choose be kind lady. I was like, dude, like, don't make a joke. Like, that's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> because also, you're, right. do you know how lucky you are to still have a show? Exactly. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> Wait, do you know yeah. how many people were quote unquote canceled this year? Sorry. To, like that. That's crazy. You're so lucky, but you know, it's it it yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I definitely agree in that we don't know what exactly was happening with people, if she's actually going to change, if she was just told to say that, etc. But just to jump to the end of her oh, yeah. little spiel when she dubbed Twitch her new, if you don't know who Twitch is, he's oh. the DJ on the show. He's formally a So You Think Good Dance contestant. He's great. Mm-hmm. Black man. That's relevant. She dubbed him her new co-executive producer, and that's phenomenal. I'm, I, you know, happy for him that he's getting that new status. Hopefully, it comes with some actual pull and power, right. and his voice being heard and everything. But it's like, okay, you conveniently all of a sudden wanted to dub this black man on your show as your co-producer, and maybe that was her intention for a long time. Again, like you were saying, we don't really know, but it's right. the timing per usual with these kind of things is very yeah I actually am really happy I really really like him a lot and I like I think actually a part of the audience watches the show for him which happens a lot but I think he's super talented and really really cool and I 
But then again, it like went back to her being like, yeah, we took away your DJ equipment. Like it's not real. And I was like, what, where is this going? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, the the issue sort of is that she (laughs) is, she's kind of like on, on top of the workplace being bad and her being sort of, um, uh, you know, mean to everybody. I think the overarching issue here is, is really that the perception is that she's this like wonderful, nice, caring person. And then when you, when you're being, called into question for it you have a moment where you can sort of eat crow and present to be that person but this whole thing it just reeks of bullshit to me you know i just don't believe a word of it i believe that it's just like like she this is something that body language and just like the way that she sort of presented this whole thing seems like it's like she doesn't understand why people are upset or like even people that she works with or whatever like i think there's Mm -hmm. this old hollywood like that's the business sort of Mm -hmm. that goes along with it but she see i think she just wants to get this like like go away we get this thing to go away let's just get it over with you know and i think that that i i felt that watching this where she's just like oh my god well people just shut up about this shit already so i can talk to you know kevin hart again or whatever you know (laughs) That's how I feel about it. And I mean, the, the one counterpoint to this, though, is, you know, Ellen's show, she is the face of it. So some of the blame has to come on her. And a lot of the allegations were specifically about her. But there are also showrunners and producers that are on these shows that are also accountable. We don't really hear a lot about them. And it's tough. It's like blaming a CEO for I, should you blame a CEO for bad workplace culture? Because a lot of times that's not necessarily what they're dealing with and if we're looking at ellen as the ceo of ellen's show which she kind of is yeah. uh is it all on her i think that's a whole can of worms that we um that we could go on like hours and hours about in general like logistics about it but i think if it's something that you know if people were periodically raising these concerns or you know making these allegations while still on the job or you know filing complaints or whatever you would think that if it keeps happening like you you would assume that goes to hr okay it's going to be handled there but if it keeps happening you would think that someone would inform the owner or the higher you know depending on the size of the business company what have you Uh you would assume that it would be brought to you know, a higher rank at that point if there is no actual change. So it, it's just a matter of, okay, did that happen? And she just was sweeping it under the rug or was it just kept under wraps until, you know, all these people stopped working there or the first person made the allegation and then every, other people felt comfortable coming out about what happened to them as well. Hmm. We will never know. Yeah, all fair Unless we there. secretively get jobs at the Ellen Show and then we can like secretively i submitted for a job a writing job at the (laughs) ellen no didn't get it (laughs) never heard a response now you're the podcast king now the podcast king it all worked out have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. 
access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm Betcha's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We got one more biggie this for this week. Uh, the CDC has released guidelines for a socially distant Halloween. Uh, let's run you through some of the do's and don'ts. Let's start with the do's, uh, the don'ts, because there's... It's mostly don'ts. It's not really a lot of do's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Family group chat coming in hot as yeah. we speak. My dad just sent us this article. Well, people got to know. <laughs> sent yeah, us I mean, this, this article. Very, very important information that's got to get out there. Uh, here are your don'ts. Uh, crowded costume parties indoors. Don't do that. <sighs> Hay rides and haunted houses with people from outside the household. Don't do that. Door to door trick or treating. Don't do that. Also, uh, trunk or treating, uh, that's also, it's trick or treating, but out of a trunk of a car. <laughs> I Sounds, think that's uh, so absurd. <laughs> you should, you should, do you should, you should never do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, maybe just... every Halloween, don't do that. Don't do um, that. <laughs> and then the CDC also cautioned against uh, donning a costume mask unless, quote, it is made of two or more layers of breathable fabric that covers your mouth and nose and doesn't leave gaps around your face. So you pretty much can't wear like a store-bought mask because it just doesn't really mm -hmm. uh, do anything against preventing the virus. So that makes sense. So, so what are some of the do's from this list? Uh, there do, are not many. 
wear uh, yeah, like, a regular mask. <laughs> yeah, right. mask. Yeah, wear, yeah, right. Do right, right, right. Google <laughs> Halloween and just look at pictures online. Do yeah. stay indoors and haunt your family. Like, yeah. That's what I'm getting. The do's <laughs> include socially distanced pumpkin carving, virtual Halloween costume competitions, and Halloween movie nights. Uh, socially okay. distanced. Distanced outdoor scavenger hunts or intra-family scavenger hunts indoors are also encouraged. So basically, they're saying you can do things with people that you have been around for, you know, this entire period of, of quarantine in 2020 or whatever, which, you know, I understand they have to release something, but it seems a little obvious that, like, of course, if you if the four people in your house want to have a costume party, uh, that works, you know, <laughs> you can... Um- that that is a a virtual costume contest is like the funniest thing i mean come on honestly guys the biggest do of this list is do go to shopbetches.com and search for our halloween (laughs) costumes because they are i actually like was we i didn't plug that in the beginning i want to talk about it now like we made i made purposely costumes to wear throughout the year um, to dress up with your family, just to take Instagram pictures with. That's a major do. Like big time do. Yeah, this is a do. Honestly, like trick or treating in general is like it's, it's so, so dangerous nowadays <laughs> too because yeah. you get home, your parents have to put like a blue light over everything. Oh yeah, they check everything. People have been have put razor blades into candy bars. But is that true? I I used to do that growing up too. I've never heard of somebody actually finding that was always something that my parents yes, were like, oh, I know. Be careful. First off, that was always like the razor blades were some shit that you would hear about like in candy apples, which I don't know if you guys ever got. Oh my but God. I grew up in a shithole town that didn't have, nobody was getting candy apples when they were treating. <laughs> uh, oh my God. I would obviously every time go trick or treating, you come right into the house, dump out your bags. And then my parents went through, all of our parents went through all of the candy, made sure everything was wrapped. And then they made a yeah. pile of what like they want to eat and what you yeah. And I was like, now I just go to the grocery store and buy whatever candy I fucking want. 100%. Listen, I, I'm a fall <laughs> fan. I think, you know, I'm, I am, I'm assuming that we all are. Everybody seems yeah, to Yeah, Mike, you fall. mentioned that. It seemed like you were kind of just like prompting a dating profile in the beginning. You like love fall. <laughs> Barry, this is all a dating profile. <laughs> Everything I do is a dating prompt at this point in my life. Um, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fall person. Obviously, we're a lot of these things that you know you kind of like about fall are sort of no nos at this point. Um, is this going to affect how much you enjoy the season? Can, are you planning on going apple picking or doing any of this stuff? Because Halloween is like Halloween is basically canceled. Let's be serious. Like the actual holiday aspect of it, all of these things around it, virtual costume party, sure, all that stuff's great. But you're not going to be able to enjoy the holiday with people really because you can't oh, costume parties are fun. All this stuff is great. What a great holiday. Um is there I anything think, that you can think of that we can do to fix this? Well I think maybe um, the virtual <laughs> costume contest would be fun for like kids to see their friends and stuff. You yeah. know, if someone has kids, maybe that's fun, but I'll be damned if I'm going to get all dressed up and FaceTime my friends be like, okay, guys, let's rank on a scale of one to ten. And yeah. then Honestly, hang up. yeah. Anything but, for kids is cute. Yeah. Anything for adults is weird. I think it yeah, does make you're sense. Right. Like, I think it's weird. I think, like, the, just the whole aspect that this came out 
and we still haven't figured out what to do with schools, but Halloween right. is a priority. We know what to do for Halloween, but like, we don't know how to teach the kids. And I'm like, oh my God, what, you know what? But yeah. I guess they do have to put this out because Halloween could get out of control and like right. people going yeah. out and like door to door. And another thing to think of with, Hall with trick or treating is some people like elder people don't want you coming to their door. You know what totally. I mean? Totally, so, oh yeah. Right. And Barry, I feel your point about the schools thing because it seems like that whole thing is a mess, at least in oh, New York, God. you know. But um, I, the other thing is we have been we've been kind of cooped up at this point for what is it like seven months? I have months no idea. Point, eight yeah, months, whatever. You know? I don't know. So, and we've also missed most of the holidays with this thing uh, that I can think of, and we're we're coming up on all the holiday stuff now between the Jewish holidays and and uh, and like. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Halloween, all these things where people traditionally are like, all right, it's time to like get together with buddies. We have like a time reason to, to do it. Right. And, you know, this summer people are out because it's really nice and there's Memorial Day and Labor Day and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. you don't really have there weren't as many gathering holidays, uh, right. celebratory holidays the way we have coming up. So I do kind of feel like they've got to get ahead of stuff because people are like. I think they're going to just look at this as like, well, this is over and like it's Halloween. I'm going out. You know, I was going to say right. also if they, it, it's ridiculous, especially trunk or treating had me cackling earlier. Oh yeah. If yeah, they the things they need to give warnings for. Yeah. But I've if heard they of that say anything, Then it's like, oh, well, how are we supposed to know? Yeah. The CDC didn't say anything. So it, I think it's smart that they covered their ass in that yeah. regard. But <laughs> I agree. Trunk All or right. treating had me cracking up. Last question for you guys, and then we can get out of here. Uh, this is more for me. Is this a, is Halloween being canceled? Is this a blessing in disguise for poor kids like I was growing up, uh, whose family makes costumes for them? My mom. No, because they're still gonna make. They're gonna make the costumes. <laughs> do that is not come from a, for a homemade costume. My mom was a yeah. sewing whiz. I had I made them the, every year the littest costumes one time <laughs> I, this was for school but i was a little cow and i still have it and it's i mean so well made looks oh, Dana, you're probably like the cutest little cow I, i'll send you a picture later it's cute. please do <laughs> i i me and my friends my friends and i when I, we were younger used to have like costume making party like it was something fun like we went to ac more we or michael's whatever those craft stores and like got whatever we needed but Mike, I agree. Like, I think now is when people are going to full out make all the costumes. Like this yeah. is like an open invitation, well, but. I could tell yeah. you there was nothing worse. Like I grew up when I was a kid, I grew up in like the Power Ranger uh, yep. and Ninja Turtles era where that's what people were dressing as. And the store-bought Ninja Turtles costumes had these like plastic shells for the kids. Yeah, like I remember they looked that. official. <laughs> what the the Power Rangers, they had like these plastic masks. Like they looked, you know, I don't want to say they looked like Power Rangers because we were in fifth grade, but like and my parents, like for the for a nice chunk of my life, we uh my mom would not buy store-bought cost costumes. <laughs> So I had Honestly, they, they dressed me as Wolverine one one year the oh the god. comic book character who has like the big claws. The, oh the, god, like, what did, what were your hands? <laughs> oh man, they they like they they uh, listen. It's great. My grandma stitched together this thing, and my mom they put this thing together. So I had it was clothing for sure. But well, that's good. <laughs> it was like it was I'm like really felt. Clothing. Yeah, it, it was felt, and I had like felt gloves. And then instead of plastic claws, which is what you would get if you were a kid at that time, they made them out of aluminum foil. 
good. Yeah. So I had these, I had these like biker cutoff gloves with aluminum foil glued to them, and everybody else was wearing these like like awesome like store bought plastic. No, that's so Plus cute. You put a jacket on over it, like it just looks insane. It's like not yeah. worth the embarrassment. <laughs> That is that is great. And those are memories we can just have forever at this point. But oh, yeah. speaking of that, though, what fall activities, I can tell you mine, can we still do or have you guys done during this entire time or that are you're looking forward to while socially distancing? Honestly, anything, <laughs> all of the fall shit that's at Trader Joe's right now. That's my favorite part. Oh, so your activity is going to Trader Joe's in the fall. Yep, and I'm going there I, later. I That sounds honestly great. This past weekend, my best friend and I went to the wineries out in out east of Long Island. And like all of those places were taking caution, caution. And like we wore our masks and we did what we had to do. And as you're driving by, you can see which place is crowded and what's not. And we didn't go. We saw a line out of one of these places. We're like, why yeah. would we choose to go there? We saw mm-hmm. farmer's markets where people were like spilling out. And we're like, why would we go to that one? You know, like, so it's kind of yeah. also just like use your own judgment of what to do as well. But, and you can still have fun. Like I still drank wine and I'm fine. Thank God. Well, that's pretty rad. Um, yeah. I, my, my, uh, my sister wants to go apple picking this weekend. So uh, I think I'm going to do it, but we're going to be careful. Like this, I think, it, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fine. My friend has gone a few times. It's, you know, it's outdoors. You don't necessarily have to be like right next to a different group picking apples, but yeah. The only thing I miss is I haven't gone to a bar, which I would like to, Yeah, <laughs> but love to maybe in, in 2021. Club. Can you, imagine? oh my gosh. You know uh, what though? There's an upside to everything. We can drink at home. It's fine. Beautiful. And we can have our what video beautiful... costume contests. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> That's going to be our next team bonding activity, but yeah. it's going to be mandatory. Absolutely. Look out for my God. invite. Oh, God. Uh, all right, guys. Well, listen, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, listeners, I hope you have enjoyed this as much as we have. Um, our time is up, though. We've got to go. My name is Mike Coscarelli. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Coscarelli. Uh, Twitter, too, but I don't really tweet, so don't bother. Dana? <laughs> Uh, Dana Samuel, you can find me at dmichelle1l4es, and also be sure to follow you up pod and when's happy hour because I run those too, all on Instagram. Um, and I'm Barry Rosenfeld. You can find me on Instagram at Barry Rosenfeld. We make this so easy for you guys. And also, uh, shop batches on Instagram and shopbetches.com. Also, make sure to listen to the Mention It All podcast hosted by me and Dylan Hafer and uh, produced by. That- Produced by Mike Coscarelli and Podcast King. <laughs> and um, follow on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And thanks for listening. All thanks, right, guys. Everyone. So, we'll see you next week. Not us, but somebody will see you next week. And until then, goodbye. Later. Betches.